0: Hello and welcome to the Magic Story Podcast, where we go behind the scenes with the people who create the worlds and characters of Magic the Gathering. I'm Blake Rasmussen, and I'll be your host. I'm joined today, as I often am, by story guru, Allison Lures. Hey, Allison. Hi, Blake. How you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good.
0: Are you excited to talk about some tribes for uh, the Commander product? Oh,
1: uh, I'm extraordinarily excited. <laughs>
0: Me too. Um, so what we're going to do... Dear listeners, is uh, over the next five weeks, we're going to be talking about the tribes of the Commander release, their stories, the legends, uh, and uh, the lore and more.
1: So, uh, those of you at home may be wondering, hey, the last time that they did this sort of podcast thing, didn't Allison say that they were going to do more story with less gaps? And you are correct. Past Allison did say that. She did not know that current Allison uh, would uh, be. The, the story team's kind of in a state of transition right now, with one of the key goals being don't leave Allison uh, uh, sobbing from overwork under her desk. Uh, and as awesome as it would be to have uh, five stories in a row over the next couple of weeks, unfortunately, I really don't want to die uh, from writing four in a row like I did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so uh, these podcasts are meant to be informative. We're going to get you hyped about Commander, and we're going to talk about each of the ones that will be introduced in these sets.
0: And just because we're podcasting doesn't mean you're not going to get story tidbits that you haven't heard before. Uh, we'll be talking about each of the uh, the Commander tribes as well as their legend. Uh, a little bit about the uh, legend stories what we know what we don't know and and maybe even a few things you've you've never heard before from Allison.
1: Yep, all of that will be in here. So listen
0: up. <laughs> so we're going to start today with uh the Toothiest tribe, vampires. Uh since commander previews don't start till next week, we aren't going to spend a ton of time talking about specific cards, but we will talk about some of the characters you might see for the first time in C17. But we will get to that. Let's just start, Allison, by uh, talking about vampires kind of generally. So, in magic, vampires aren't the same across the multiverse. So Zendikar vampires are different from Innistrad. Vampires are different from Sengir vampires. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the different types of vampires in the multiverse?
1: Sure. So vampires vary depending on which plane you're on. Uh, With a lot of our main creature types, they're kind of different depending on what place in the multiverse you're looking at them at. Uh, So Innistrad is home to some of the more, like, familiar vampires that you'll think of if you think of uh, vampires in pop culture. They have fangs. They... Look uh, kind of pasty and they are quite mean. Um, They're the classic archetypal vampires that fit in really nicely with the horror trope heavy Innistrad. So, all of the empires on Innistrad, all the vampires uh, on Innistrad come from one sire, uh, that's Edgar Markov. He's the grandfather of uh, Soren, everybody's favorite wallflower. Yeah, I, yeah, you're
0: welcome. Thanks, thanks, Allison. Yeah,
1: no problem. Um, but uh, those vampires are uh, regal, extremely fancy, and most recognizable by their eyes. Uh, they have black sclera, so that that white part in your eyes that's all black with Innistrad vampires, and uh, gold, silver, or like red uh, irises in the middle. Uh, but heavy, heavy emphasis on the fancy. On Dominaria, uh, Sengir vampires are all descendants of uh, Baron Sengir and Ulgrotha, and can be found in Arona and in the pits of the Cabal in Otaria. Uh, so these uh, vampires are very monstrous nowadays. Uh, they're, they're looking looking pretty, pretty rough around the edges. On Zendikar, we have even more rough around the edges. Uh, these vampires are not immortal, but they do need to feed on blood. Uh, it doesn't have to be sentient blood. Sometimes they just feed on whatever critters nearby. Uh, and long ago, the Eldrazi warped them, and adapted their anatomy for servitude. So they've got these like hooks on them that are easily like pull them around by their shoulders. They physically look very different uh, from other vampires. Uh, Perhaps the most different looking vampire of all of them are the vampires of Tarkir. Uh, They're the ones with like the huge tongue and they, they look really, really spooky and scary. Um, whereas on Kaladesh, their vampires aren't really like any others. Uh, There's a few Aetherborn that are able to draw from the life force of others, which kind of qualifies them as vampires. Uh, It's a very rare skill, um, and it allows them to gain a little bit more time on their lifetimes, but not too much. So no fangs for them since they don't have mouths, but uh, they do live off of the life force of others, so it's kind of an umbrella term, uh, vampire.
0: Okay, so it sounds like there's there's not many like singularly defining characteristics about about magic vampires.
1: I, I think the, the closest one would be that they gain something from someone else losing something, which is also the definition of life link. So. Right. <laughs> uh, but at its core, I think that's I think that's probably what you can drill it down to. And then there's a myriad of
0: possibilities from there. Okay, so if um, if that's the main thrust of what makes a vampire in magic, what what are the mechanics that are typical? associated with magic vampires?
1: Uh, So lifelink, again, is the most obvious one, draining life in others to gain it in oneself. Uh, Flying is also a thing. Uh, Depending on what brand of uh, vampires and pop culture you roll with, sometimes they can fly, sometimes they can't. And it's kind of the same with our vamps as well. Uh, Sometimes they're able to uh, magically lift themselves off the ground. Sometimes they're able to just kind of like float up and, you know, have their parties three feet above the ground. Uh, And other times they're very, very much like terrestrial bound. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's obviously a couple of other, like, one-offs, but those are the two, I think, like, main, uh, main mechanics for them.
0: Okay. So what, um, what, are, what are some aspects of popular culture vampires that are found in magic vampires?
1: Uh, definitely uh, blood draining, usually with sapient beings. Uh, so in pop culture, like, usually in order to be a vampire, you have to drink the blood of humans. Uh, sorry about that. There's a couple of times where vampires in pop culture will get around that by drinking the blood of animals, but they're wimps. Uh, and so <laughs> those, uh, those uh, like, really, like, classic, like, troped sort of descriptors do apply to magic vampires, too. Uh, I, I can pretty firmly say that you will never find a, a vampire in... Our, in our world, that uh, owns a uh, Audi and lives in the Pacific Northwest and dates human <laughs> girls, but you never know. You never know.
0: Maybe someday. Maybe
1: someday. Someday. Someday.
0: <laughs> what What about ones that uh, are not? Uh, besides. Not living in the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> uh, what are some traits that they that magic vampires don't share with popular culture vampires?
1: Um, usually, the like uh, aversion to um, like holy relics is sometimes a thing. Uh, sort of within a strud, uh there's like a couple of symbols that do keep away uh, specific vampires. But for the most part, like that isn't really a rule that applies across all vampires in magic. Uh, aversion to silver is also sometimes a thing. Uh, it's called out pretty specifically in Innistrad that certain uh, vampires can't really deal with uh, types of wood very well. Like, there are very specific sorts of wood, uh, and I think that's kind of how, like, stakes and staking vampires came into Magic's lore. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Seeing oneself in a mirror, I honestly can't think of any time that... One of our vamps has seen themselves I don't in uh,
0: I, I can't think of anything but I wouldn't rule it out. yeah
1: so, so whoever at home wants to yell at me don't just yell it out at the internet instead <laughs> um, but yeah I think those are the, those are the kind of the big what ones, about right? turning
0: into a bat?
1: Oh sometimes that is a thing there is I remember there is one card that does transform literally into a bat uh, which I wish we did more often because that was always my favorite, like, weird power of vampires. So mm-hmm. Like, why why a tiny bat? I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird. Maybe it's some deviation of them flying, but only, like, sometimes. Maybe. What if they turned into, like, fruit bats? That would be kind of...
0: Confused. Fruit bats, I I could be pretty entertained by a vampire turning into a snake because Ooh. both of them are terrifying.
1: Uh, oh, you don't like snakes? I hate snakes. Oh, oh, I'm sorry.
0: It's a whole thing. I was listening oh. to a podcast the other day that tried to say that... That that hissing was not on purpose. There, they tried <laughs> to say that if you understood how snakes moved, yeah? it would clear some of the fear up. Oh, it's not. Uh, a and movement. so they explained yeah. how snakes moved to the best of uh, science's ability, huh. and did not help. Well,
1: I feel like with our like lizard brains, like there's only so much that you can tell it. Like, hey, brain, logically, you shouldn't be scared of this. That so your brain will still just be like, no, nope. idiot, this is terrifying.
0: Terrifying. Want no part of it. Oh,
1: well, I like I like snakes. I'm it's, but I, I, the, you know, we're all allowed to have irrational fears of stuff. Don't worry about
0: <laughs> irrational. <laughs>
1: they're, they're, have you are seen terrifying. a snake?
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, so let's go. Let's go back to C seventeen. Heck yeah. Um, so what? W- there are a ton of different types of vampires in yes. Magic. What? Types will we be seeing in C seventeen? Uh, we'll
1: be seeing a tour of vampires: uh, Innistrad, Zendikar. There's even a Tarkir vampire in there. Ooh. Yeah, so it's it's a pretty good spread. If I get any more specific than that, I think that you guys will be able to guess which specific cards they are. So I'm not gonna say anything else.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you off the leash for one of them. Okay. So. T- Pick, pick a cool character that we're reintroducing mm-hmm. in C-17, maybe okay. one that we haven't seen on a card before, Ooh. maybe one that I'm leading the question into and oh, I already know what you're oh, going to say. Oh,
1: I think you do. Uh, so uh, one character that our fans have been asking for for forever and that we've been wanting to show on cards for forever is the one, the only, the grandfather of all grandfathers, Edgar Markov.
0: Ooh, I feel like there should be like some applause uh, yay, for that. Yay, yay, Edgar Markov. Edgar Markov. Uh, so, uh, tell us about Edgar Markov. What do we what do we know about him already?
1: Mm, so, Edgar Markov was the first vampire of Innistrad. Uh, so, I, I, I actually like wrote down his his intro because it's just so like awesome. <clears throat> Thousands of years ago, he was an alchemist seeking immortality for himself and his grandson, Sorin. Encouraged by a demon, Edgar performed a dark ritual, feeding on the blood of other beings, and was transformed into an immortal vampire. He shared the secret with his most loyal subjects, each of whom became a founder of one of Innistrad's vampiric bloodlines, and lives today. That's all, that's all I had. I should <laughs> have. <laughs> <Take to that.
0: laughs> and and that is why we pay you all the big podcast dollars. Ah, uh,
1: yeah, still got it. <laughs> Look, Mom, using my degree. <laughs>
0: uh, so, why why did we pick uh, Edgar Markov to highlight in C seventeen?
1: Uh, he is one of the cards that our fans have been asking for for a really, really long time. Uh, Lore wise, he's a really big deal. I mean, he's he's the granddaddy of Sauron, and he's a, like the papa of all vampires on Instra. That's pretty. That's pretty badass. Uh, But mostly, like, we just wanted to show this really classic figure in a really, really prominent light. Uh, And so, if you like, uh, I am not able to share what the card does, but I can assure you that his art is amazing. And I brought his art description. Would you like to hear it? I I would. All right. So, I I clipped out out the juiciest bit for you. So, uh, picture with your brain. Uh, This is a glamour shot of Edgar Markov, the progenitor of all vampires on Innistrad. He has never been seen on cards before, but he is known as one of the most powerful characters on Innistrad. He is a tall, imposing figure in his mid-40s with long white hair drawn back away from his face, his golden yellow eyes with black scleras. His expression is both cruel and confident with an air of superiority. Think Hannibal Lecter. In this shot, we see him standing straight with his arms held out to either side as vampire squires buckle him into red enameled plate armor with silver accents. See, reference player packet for armor style. Two other squires kneel before him, one with a 2 headed sword raised towards Edgar, the other with a goblet of blood. We don't have to see these squires in their entirety, but we need to see Edgar.
0: So I'm pretty sure that this podcast is gonna set a record for saying scleras more scleras? than Scleras? Yeah. I've
1: never said it more than once in like a <laughs> in like a day before.
0: We're up to at least four.
1: Or Do you have a count?
0: I I think that's four.
1: Cool. It's
0: super important. Yeah, that I we think know you're that.
1: right. Yeah, keep that tally. There you go.
0: <laughs> so um my question after hearing that fantastic art description. Yeah. Um we haven't. We didn't see Edgar on uh, modern day Anistrad. So where again? You can't. You can't say what the card does yet. But what's the uh, what's the timeline for the snapshot that we're seeing uh, Edgar in on the card?
1: Uh, to be entirely honest, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that this is before everything got all Eldrazi Uh There's no hint of any sort of uh, Emrakuliness. Which is my new favorite word. It's totally a word. It's totally a word in the, totally in the art. Um, so it's this is Edgar at his height. Whether that height is uh, two years ago or like 2000, it doesn't matter. He's an immortal. This is him, powerful, always. Uh, and I, I'm really excited for you guys to see both the card and the character himself. So...
0: You sound pretty high on Edgar. I'm so I'm so hyped. I'm okay. so hyped on the Granddaddy Edgar. Would you say he's your favorite magic vampire? Mm,
1: no, I don't think I would.
0: okay. who Who would qualify there? Ah
1: I will always have a soft spot for Yeheni. Uh, Yeheni only like is is technically like card wise a vampire, but uh, they're an Etherborn. Um, so they are one of the uh, races of Kaladesh that sprung from Ether itself. Uh, they are just kind of like sentient living energy, and they only have about like two years before their lifespan just like flylights. Uh, And so they have a a real passion for life and they want to go out and experience as much as possible. Uh, So Yeheni in the Venn diagram of vampires and self-aware tragic figures, there's that like tiny little sliver in the middle. Uh, I loved writing their story. I loved being able to find a way to talk about the vampiric struggle of how do I cope with staying alive by any means necessary, knowing the harm and feeling the harm that I inflict on others. Uh, that was really, really fun.
0: Yeah. Yeheni was kind of one of those characters that, um, you know, was represented on a card and was kind of cool, mm-hmm. but really, really came to life... Um, and. It, I'll pay you a compliment now oh. K- through through the stories you, you told, and I know um, the community was really really high on Yeheni after that oh, as well. Thanks. So yeah, so uh, solid answer.
1: uh, uh character it themselves is uh, very loosely based off of my gran. Um, she <laughs> okay. is, she is tremendously British uh, and just like really loves going out of her way to like host parties, and make sure everyone's feeling fantastic,
0: but, and suck the life from some of them every once. Man, in a while.
1: you know when she's in a bad mood, she does a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. It, it's always been her passion for making other people happy uh, and being happy in return that really inspired me. And so I kind of, I, I kind of put a little bit of her into her, no, no, honey I doesn't. will never tell her that because she won't understand
0: unless she listens to this podcast. You
1: know, she, she might be right. She could now. be a fan. Hi, we Gran. Have no idea. I love you. I'll give you a call <laughs> later.
0: Well, my favorite Magic Vampire yes, is. Uh, it's got to be Baron Sengir.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Tell me
0: why. What are your, what are your feelings? I mean, uh, if I'm being honest, it's because it Carson was during my formative yeah. years, and Aww. it was just amazing. Um, but it's also, you know, the Homeland story is yeah. really cool, it actually.
1: Is. It is.
0: It's, you know, it, Homeland gets a bad rap. It has this it has some pretty fun true. cards in it, but the story's just, the story's really mm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was, it was one of those stories that um, had a lot of... It almost had a commandery feel to it because it had totally. a lot of legends uh, all, all fighting with each other. And it had a lot of, like, um, weird relationships. Mm-hmm. Baron had a grandmother. Really? Gra- well, not technically. No, <laughs> there's, there is a grandmother Sengir. Oh. God, and I'm not up on the lore on grandmother Sengir entirely. It's okay. B- I believe she's supposed to have been... A former planeswalker that went mad Ooh, or something I like that. that. I'm I'm gonna get roasted online it's, or it's just totally told fine. a million different this ways. This is
1: outside of my expertise. So by by my account, you're fine.
0: Yeah. Um. And then there, he also had a um, a daughter. The daughter of Sangir. Her card was not very good. Um. Mm-hmm. But the oh, daughter that's... of Sangir was Irini, I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't his, ac- again, it wasn't his actual daughter. Right. Uh, it was, I think, a dwarf that he kidnapped as a child. Uh,
1: who hasn't done that? You well, know? you
0: know, that's just like standard evil baron vampire affair you know, kind could of really, thing.
1: I could really go for having, you know, some, just some kiddos running around.
0: It's cliche <laughs> well, Let's at this go point. snag one. Yeah. Get some dwarves. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was just, he was very powerful. Uh-huh. The art was amazing. Yeah, um yeah. And he was, you know, a little bit of vampire tribal uh, back in the day. Always helps. So, uh, yeah, I definitely have to go with Baron Sangir. Nice. And someone on the internet can tell me all about his lore that (laughs) I completely missed.
1: Thanks, internet.
0: Um, So, we're not going to kill you with with stories during this period, but if we were to kill you with stories... Uh, and we made you write a vampire story. Yes. Who would you most like to write one about?
1: Uh Olivia. Olivia Voldaren. Mm. Like, for days. Probably just because she's Yeheni without a conscience, but still. Uh, eccentric bon vivants are, like, my bread and butter. So <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of... That's Fancy kind clothes,
0: of parties. Fancy yeah.
1: people, parties, marginally caring about <laughs> other people. Yes, I'm in. That is that is exactly what I'm here for. Uh, a, an alternative, a, a bit less obvious for me, I think would be Soren. Um, okay. He's a complicated... Is a complicated-ass dude who's been around for a long time. He's had his fingers in lots of different stories and lots of different parts of magic lore— uh, I, and I, I don't think he's going to be in that wall forever. Like, the, no. no, no, I know it's, I think that's a little bit heartbreaking that someone won't be stuck <laughs> in a wall for forever, but he's, he's got, he's got a good reason to go after somebody right now. Like what Nahiri yes, he did, uh, warrants, uh, one, one hell of a, one hell of a comeback. So, uh, I, I would love to be able to write that story. That sounds like a blast.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next question. What uh, what non-vampire character do you think would make the best vampire?
1: Oh. I can't think of a character that could be a vampire without absolutely ruining that <laughs> character. I, uh, the best I can think of is someone, like, dumb and unexpected. Uh, so my, my go-to dumb and unexpected character for these kinds of questions is always Tybalt. God bless him. Uh, <laughs> Tybalt the vampire. Oh, God, yeah. No, he would dig that. He would dig being a vampire in addition to being a demon. It
0: would give him something to do.
1: He's so extra. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he would he would love that. That is
0: the perfect way to describe Tybalt. He's he is so, so extra. God, he's
1: so extra. He's, He's there.
0: He doesn't really need to be. He doesn't
1: really need to be there, but you know what? He's going to dress real fancy and I don't know, like uh, just like throw a rock at someone, but also be (laughs) a vampire. Yeah, that sounds great. That's that's tough. It will never happen. But maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you never know. You know, we should just we're, throw. We're
0: gonna tomorrow. We're gonna see like twenty Tumblr posts good. that are all Tybalt as a vampire.
1: Hell yeah! The world needs more Tybalt fan. I love that character. He gets so much trash, but I, I I love it.
0: Um. So that's about all we have time for today. Uh, are there any before we go? Uh, yes. Are there any other fascinating vampire tidbits you can share?
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, I pulled up some info on the uh, Eldrosified vamps of Innistrad in Eldritch Moon, and uh, you know, I I was really struck by the uh, Stromkirk vampires, uh, so one of the lineages of, of vamps on Innistrad, uh, and in the uh, in the world guide that we write for us internally to write from, it mentions that they gave themselves over to the Nephalian coastal cults. Uh, like, they just, like, handed their bodies in themselves over. And they were some of Innistrad's first to be transformed into, like, em- emmerculified, uh, awful, you know, half-monster people. Uh, I thought that was really interesting that they would just, like, voluntarily be like, okay, let's let's go for it. If this is going to be our future, then we might as well, like, say, yep, sign me up.
0: Like at least be first in the line yeah. if you're going to be turned into an awful tentacle monster.
1: Right, right. Because like
0: you'll get the best tentacle parts, I guess maybe.
1: Maybe. And I mean they're the coastal they're the coastal cults, so maybe they'll have like cool fish claws or you know, yeah, uh, like some kind of like little crab, little crab legs. Who knows? But we also don't really. It was never really clarified whether the process of transformation like hurts or not. Uh, so you know, maybe it's maybe it's not so bad. Maybe. And the, the entire town of Hanbur was okay with it, so.
0: Yeah, the Gatewatch, they were coming in, just imposing their non cool ways, just without be, ever asking I anyone. I could be bigger.
1: I could have more limbs. Yep. I could have less uh, spine.
0: You could always have your horse with you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Just, I could, you know, and that doesn't sound so
0: bad. No, horses are great. Horses
1: are great. I could be the horse. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you, Allison. <laughs>
1: that went to a weird place. That, that really went best. to a very strange place, uh, but that's okay. Uh, it that it's podcast okay. has one.
0: Yes. Um. Thank you, Allison, for that injection of vampire knowledge straight to the jugular. Oh, nice. Thanks. There's going to be a lot of puns in these. I'm into it. Let's do it. (laughs) that's, That's all for today's episode. So we will be back next Wednesday to talk about the next tribe on our list, wizards. Wizards. Which are not just for blue anymore. What? We will see you then.